Um, excuse me, sir. Can you turn off your cell phone? Uh, this is a movie theater. We're trying to watch a movie here, sir. Thank you. Uh, I I would, but like I'm I'm waiting uh. here back. Uh, my my wife is pregnant and she's in she's about to give birth. Uh. And I just want to make sure. That she's okay. Is that okay with you? Oh no! Sir? Yeah, sure. that that's great. I just um I don't understand your reasoning for coming to a movie theater. Uh, we are about to um show uh, uh Suicide Squad by James Gunn. Uh, the pandemic is over. We're about to I show this it. Was, I thought this was Big Fish because I wanted to see the one scene where he's born and they like try to catch the baby, and I wanted to like prepare. To like know how to like catch a baby if it slides across the oh, floor. You remember that one scene? Oh uh, yeah, that was a funny move uh, scene. Oh yeah, no, no, they are showing that. Uh, do you know where it is? Um, I'll t I'll tell you the direction. It's uh it's down the street and to the right and up your own butthole, sir. You. Wow. There is no theater that's showing this at this time. What is this? Two thousand. I don't know when it was hey, out. Quiet down in front. Why hey, you, why shut you, sir. So loud? Shut your mouth, sir. I'm trying. This usher's really mean to this guy whose wife is about to give birth. Okay. What's going on? I don't know if you know that this is Texas, sir, but I I do have a gun. So. <laughs> I do know what. <laughs> you don't think I know what state I'm in? I just, I don't, kind of I don't understand. Hey, quiet over there. Okay. Hey, you, who over there? Hey, hey you. Just trying to kick this guy out. Hey, you over there. Did you not know that it's also, I can have two guns? So, I mean. I, are they undecided? They are undecided. Hey, everybody. Hey it's two thumbs undecided. That was a joke. We're not in a theater about to watch um, Suicide Squad. We're on a podcast. I thought and it was Big Fish. Well, this guy thought it was Big Fish. Oh, okay. I don't know why. <laughs> why? <laughs> I have not ever heard of a revitalization of Big Fish <laughs> in theaters. But hey, it was a good movie. What? What? what, what why would that be wrong? I no, like I, I mean, fun... no, that's a fun movie. I just, I, um, this guy who is waiting for his wife to get, you know, why is he at a? Mo I mean, that actually makes sense, but. This guy I don't is, know. is I mean this guy's wacky. This guy you the guy obviously I mean the guy the I guy obviously has issues. The guy I played made sense. He's in Texas, he has two guns. <laughs> I mean people That's... could say it's a little triggering uh for an usher or somebody to have guns in a theater. So I apologize for that, but you know, Texas is a wacky place. It's a it's a carry state or uh Concealed, whatever the term is. Right? Yeah, but this this usher that I was thanks Ted Cruz. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Hey, do you think Ted Cruz knows he stinks? Like I, <laughs> I always wonder about you know, people who. I mean, this isn't stinks this so isn't much. A politics, politics show, but <laughs> right now um, we're gonna be talk. We're gonna be talking about a lot of things we don't know. Well, I feel like I know a bit more about politics than some of the stuff we'll talk about. Zach wants to talk about a little later. Um. But uh, I feel like I I mean, I'm trying to really like think about it, like how can someone get to a point where they're so I mean, I just like it's just I feel like he is so bought by so many lobbyists that to him. It's just he thinks that like, oh, I'm getting all this attention and money. And therefore, I am like 
in the right because like there's so many people who are trying to like to 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 buy me off to do this thing i feel like he is so swayed by money i mean he he's gets like a bunch of money from lobbyists um and it's kind of fucked up that like that's kind of the system that politicians can quite literally just be bought off oh yeah Um, see i only understand things through video and movies and tv show and i've been re-watching veep and now rewatching it, now understanding politics a lot more, I get it. Because I so like here's the thing. That was here's the funny. The what, huh, what? We are two yes. white men. Who have thumbs. Who, two th- who we have, thumbs. have we have we have we And yeah. we in this episode this by the way, this is two thumbs undecided. We are a media show and which I'm, we do know a bit about. And I'm Zach Ferguson. That's Zach Ferguson. We are we are, it just so happens we're brothers. That doesn't define us. That doesn't define who we are. It's not our we fault. just so happen. It's it not, our, not fault. our fault. We didn't mean for it to happen. We didn't mean just for so us to... to come from the same mama and papa. I like to call him papa. Um, I call him big daddy. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. You call da- him that. Though. I d- would never call him. You do call him Big Papa. You know, Dad, Big Daddy. You, I know our father, our father listens to this. Uh, but I, I did ask him once if I can call him old, my old man, and he bluntly <laughs> said no. I think I don't know if I like. You know, circumstances may change, but I don't know. I feel like I would be okay with my son calling me me old man. Well, he's definitely listening to this, and he, um, he messaged he's been messaging me a lot about chinatown oh same here <laughs> and i actually i loves that movie i mean yeah, no he, like he, dead what no i'm just like he no imagine he, i'm dead asked, well, yeah. he's 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 asked me that um like four times like have you seen the movie chinatown four and times He's asked me several times okay well he's only asked me once and i i do want to oh, re-see sh- it I, I'm sorry. I didn't know that he thought that way about you. I mean, Maybe it's because you call him Big Papa or whatever. I, I think it's because I respect him. He knows not to bombard me with Chinatown <laughs> tweet uh, text. He's like, ah, I respect this man's time. And I know he's busy. Uh, this other fool, <laughs> he's not doing nothing. You know? He's oh, in- so you directly tell him to no, go to to me no 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 i'm i'm saying i'm rationalizing our dear father's uh reasoning behind texting you four times about chinatown by the way did you so zach and i the first movie that we ever made together was this movie called zach deus and um <laughs> we made it when i was in sixth grade and zach was in like eighth grade i think, I, I thought i was like in seventh grade Okay, seventh. That makes more sense. Seventh grade. I was in fifth grade, and it was a shot-for-shot remake <laughs> of Amadeus. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a very silly the, attempt the, to trying to do a shot-for-shot. Shot. The weird thing is, we try to, uh, or not we. This was mostly Zach. I I will give Zach the credit since it is Zachadeus. This is mostly Zach. And he tried to recreate the music numbers because the the movie, the Amadeus is a lot of music numbers that are produced really beautifully with Mozart music. 
And back then, all we had was a tape that we couldn't edit. Like we didn't have any editing software. Or yeah, anything like we had that. it. So we, we had to edit. It. Ed, we had to edit in camera. So anything that ever like happened, we so, had to do it in camera. A lot of it was recording. We were recording on a Hi8 tape, a computer screen, like a YouTube video of <laughs> random things. And I think the best music was Don't Stop. A, a, poop. a poop. Yeah, no, that's, that's the one that I'll definitely, if I ever, like, snag from earlier work, that's the, that's the only scene of that Actually, movie. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that out, and I'm going to put that audio here so people can listen to this. All right. <clears throat> I think this is how it goes. A pooping. Because the rest of the movie is just us fighting each other and me There's trying. some good moments. There's some Oh no, there's, there's some good moments. There's definitely some cute yeah, fun moments, like especially at the very end where I decide Amadeus's head blows up. Yeah, and you put in the scene from scanners. Anyways, so let's talk about other things. So last week there's a lot of news that happened this week, and I think Zach and I are both very hyped up for different reasons. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that is in relationship with last week, our last week's episode, um, was, uh, which if you haven't listened to it, uh, go check it out. It's about McCarthyism. But literally the next day after we recorded, I think the Saturday or Sunday, um, famous screenwriter Walter Bernstein uh, died. Uh, and he was 101, so he was very old, uh, died of natural causes um but he was a another like famous blacklisted um screenwriter and this is something i didn't even really know about um when i was researching for that episode is they used to do this thing called um now i'm forgetting oh it's called a front like they would buy fronts in which they would pay people to um to use their name like they would write a script and they would give and they would pay people like hey can you put your name on this because i'm blacklisted but like can you put your name on this and um and that's how a lot of screenwriters at least i mean actors and like people who are you know you would see their face couldn't do this but like screenwriters would do this all the time and um i think he did that for an episode of um get smart like he, he was a writer for get smart as a he did uh, affronts for that, um, and it wasn't until um, the failsafe, the the Sydney Lament movie, um, and he was like one of the first people that was just like, "We gotta, you're, we're just gonna have your name as is. Um, you don't have to have a front." But he died yesterday, lived a long life, um, and I unfortunately he was blacklisted. But uh, I just thought it was very relevant. Um, to what was going on, but yeah, that's very sad. Do you want to? Do you want to go back and forth? Do you have news? I, I mean, there's there's a lot of news that. Um, going on right the good now. thing is, is the news that I have is uh, very prevalent to right now, and also I feel like it can bleed into our topic. 
Um, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go right into it right now. Well, which... no, hold on. I have, ah. well, I don't want to get into the topic yet. No, I no, have... no, no, no. It's, it's bleeding into it. Okay. Um, okay. But as everybody maybe knows, okay, so to timestamp this, this is January 30th, 2021. A bunch of Redditors got a bunch of people to shorts the market. I still don't understand, but uh, to bleed into our topic, because we're just about to get into it. Um, no, I, there's something else I want to talk about. All right, it. fine. Well, I'll just tell you what happened to me is another company that they tried to inflate, like the second biggest one, was AMC uh, Theaters, which um, has gone up. And guess what? AMC is now saved. I, I don't think it's be due to yeah. this, but they they secu- I think we yeah, talked we'll, about we'll this talk on about another that a little. We can talk about that a little later because that is getting into the actual topic. Okay, um, but, uh, but there is that was the big news that I had with film that is happening right now that is pretty. Oh, su- pretty uh, big. Sundance. Sundance, yes, that's what I was trying. Why to Why didn't to. we? By was... the way, why didn't we apply to Sundance? Or did we? Um, did no, we? No, I. I guess part of it was. Because it was actually, you could buy a ticket um, if you're under, well, I could have bought a ticket because you're too old because it was 25 and under. Oh, um, what? How dare you they? Get a, you get a discount for. Um, that doesn't even make any you, sense. You get a, it, was, it would be $150. And my friend did this. And it's like you, the whole entire thing, you pay 150 and you get to see everything. Um. I didn't really do it this year. I wasn't really pushing for it this year. Is because, to be to be honest, I don't really want this show to be a for two reasons. One, I am tired of looking at screens, <laughs> and I I'm I'm tired of looking at my computer screen. And but that's our job. We're supposed to go to these things. You fool! I but I want to. But the other thing too is, I mean, I'm not. I don't not necessarily too much think of, a... of us. What? I mean, also, if you wanted to do it, you. Could I know. Have done I know. I know. I know. I for this is why I wasn't doing this is because there's that is like I don't necessarily. I'm not that excited about watching a bunch of movies on my laptop. Two, uh, I'm not. I'm kind of still on the fence about us being a movie review show. Like I don't. I feel like. If we turn into like just talking about, and we could still do it like whenever like next year. I mean, my like that, my like... my dream is honestly, I I'd rather this be a variety show than yeah a review yeah. show. But unfortunately, what gets more viewers and what gains you know people to come to you is is if we become a review show. Right, but and you could have done something with Sundance if you wanted to. But uh, I know, I know. I just, but that's that is the reason why I didn't purposefully look it out because I, I am. Um, I'm also a busy man. I, as am I. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very busy man as well. Okay. But I will say, if you do want, and this is a little plug for friend of the show and uh, Sam Baum, who has come on um, in various forms, um, he did do this, and he was the one that paid the 150 and he is really great with um having very interesting takes on things if you want to check out his letter box i'm sure uh he just check out our 
Twitter thing, and um, I called him, I tweeted about him, or the show did, uh, and check that out. You know, support some indie critics instead of going to your typical indie wire and um, stuff like that. Although IndieWire actually just came out with an interesting article about all the cameras used for Sundance, which I thought was cool. But something else I wanted to talk about before we get into the topic. Here we go. And this kind of talks about critics. And I've been trying to do this for the past few episodes. But because when we were when we were talking about Luis uh, Bagnol, Ben, what's his last name again? Uh, Bunuel. Bunuel. Um, there is a critic that is uh, was like the only critic that was like did not like any of his movies and was like very anti this dude. And of course, it is. Uh, his name is. Bosley Crothers. Crothers, of course. You know that this guy is by yeah. yeah, He he has Bosley Crothers, who worked for the New York Times. He has that name that he seems like a villain. Hello, Mister Crothers. On him, you look back on his takes on movies, and he is by far like because like he was prevalent. He got fired from the New York Times in the sixties because he could just not keep up with the times, and he was just so stuck like anything that had any violence. So this is a, a. apart from um, the Mark Harris book, Pictures at a Revolution, in which they talk about him. Crothers displays... This is page 338, Zach, because we both had this book. Um, Crothers' displeasure with the film came as... This is about uh, Body and Clyde. Um, Crothers' displeasure with the film came as less of a surprise than the ferocity and persistence of his attacks on it. After 27 years on the job, he was a staid traditionalist with a harumphing aversion to anything he found sensationalistic and a particular distaste for violence that that went unpunished on screen. As far back as The Killers in 1946 and White Heat in 1949, he chided Hollywood for its eagerness to make movies uh, about criminals and worried about the industry's emphasis, emphasis on malevolence and sadistic thrills would generate unhealthy situations <laughs> or stimulations in moviegoers who he viewed as an impressionable and easily corrupted <laughs> stratum of consumer society. So that was a pretty harsh takedown of this, of this Bosley of this guy. Dude. Yeah. And I wonder what happened his take after. On, well, no, on his take on Bonnie and Clyde, because he was like so strict about hating the movie, and the New York Times was just like, you're wrong. Like you have to say something else about it. And um, he said, no, I'm going to stick to my guns. And he was like, all right, well then you're fired. <laughs> and they didn't like fire him. They were just like, all right, we're just going to reassign you to something else, which was basically being fired. Um, so anyways, critics can be wrong. That's the thing about critics. And one of these days we'll do an episode about it. Uh, um, that actually would not... <laughs> That, I would love that. Maybe get uh, Sam Baum on here since he's we a... get Sam Baum. We could get, um, I mean, in an ideal world, we would get a critic um, and talk about it. Uh, or someone who's like an indie critic, you know, not like someone who works for the New York Times. We wouldn't get A.O. Scott or something like that or um, one of the people at IndieWire. But we would get hey, like an That would be critic. really cool if we could get A.O. Scott. That yeah. Well, we did meet um the IndieWire guy, David Yerk. 
Yeah. Sure. That's definitely his name. Um, <laughs> I was Indie Wire. David. Oh, Ehrlich. Ehrlich. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's it. Um, there's also a few brands that I wanted to. <laughs> Oh, don't, don't, this is an advertising show. Don't be just like, no, it's not ah, a brand. It's vibe. not a brand. There is, this isn't a brand. This isn't a brand. This is just anyone who's interested in film equipment um, or film things. If you're like into filmmaking, there's a great website called Shot Deck, um, which gives you uh, like really high, like you can just type in like shots. It's great for making a pitch deck and it's completely free. You just type in, like, um, I want a thing that's, like, red. I want shots with red. And it gives you, like, all of these photos that are all, like, high-res red photos that are really... It's a great for making pitch decks is what I'm saying. So, um, yeah. I started using it, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I didn't have this before. I don't know what a pitch deck is, and I also feel ashamed that when I come to New York... Um, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm a videographer like you guys, and then you don't know what a pitch deck is. I do not know do what you know a, what a pitch is. I don't know what a piss deck is. <sighs> My dill, pitch, pitch. Do you know what a pitch is? Well, I know a pitch. Yeah, that's where you go into a boardroom and go, okay, there's, okay. There's so a pitch shark. deck is a basically a visual guide for pitching something. Like you're just like here is the deck and it's it's a way for like you give it to whoever you're trying to get money from as like a way of being like this is what the idea is um and so it's very visual so there's a lot of stills and stuff anyways so let's get into the topic for today which is theaters movie Movie theaters theaters. and um so can i talk about something that happened to me with movie theaters or do you want to preface you know what you no, preface. You go, you, you... No, you no you preface it. You you get us started because I know you have. Uh, I mean, I have some article, a bunch, <laughs> some art, or something. I mean, I could just get into the history. So you you talk about you you go first. Okay, so um, I for listeners of this program, I have always been kind of a staunch supporter of the theater business going under like when i heard that amc was dying oh, I, I remember i told you like i i don't actually care i actually i don't i didn't i didn't say like i hope it fails i will do everything in my power to fail but i will not help it um because um i have had a lot of bad experiences in theater well not bad experiences i just i become like daredevil in theaters where i can hear and see everything in any move that happens in a theater, it just takes me straight out of the movie. Uh, and that's the point of a movie theater is, that's, you know, to be engrossed in the movie theater experience. So, Zach, but... Zach and I... Yes. Oh, well, so, funny enough, I am part of the reason why AMC is alive. Um, during this financial well, let's, revolution... Let's put a pin in that. Shoot, that's... I'm so excited to say, <laughs> talk about this. But... I... <laughs> So, okay, fine. To preface That's for later on, I'm... I helped save it while Sam, who is a theater guy, did nothing, it sounds like. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is where we differ, and we've talked about this many a times. 
is there is a big difference between movie chains and indie theaters. Oh, I mean, okay. If you go into an indie theater, I will. You will have a much better time watching. Very, very much so. But um, to me, the you know the the indie theaters that I see, <laughs> and I'm not in New York, baby. Uh, but the indie. I mean. Row House Theater is probably the most indie and most tailored to f- or, cinephiles. Uh, yeah. No, I mean yeah. like the manor is kind of indie, but you that has very much bled into normal folk who talk. Actually, mm-hmm. one of the one of the bad ex- not bad, the but manor is is not good with talking. It is very No, one of the This s- is in Pittsburgh by the way. Yeah, this is our, my Pittsburgh theaters. But one of the silliest moments I ever had, and I, I've told this story before, but I think it's so silly and just shows you a horrible viewer. Uh, but I was watching, um, uh, Di- uh, not Dice. Uh, oh, it was called Vice. It was it was Vice, the yeah. uh, movie on Dick Cheney. And yeah. it, it's that scene where it ends and it's like Dick Cheney, like it's a happy ending. It's like in the middle of the mm-hmm. movie and it's a happy fake ending it's like uh dick cheney went on to be a charitable man the end and then the credits start rolling and this old stinking like 80 year old woman with her daughter who is like 60 years old this 80 year old woman goes well that was a stupid ending (laughs) and i'm like yeah for the love of it's not over lady (laughs) I i will say the manor is by far the worst place to with talkers because the thing is with the manor is they have very old clientele who have been going to the manor because the manor is the oldest theater in pittsburgh and very old clientele and they feel very entitled that this is their theater and so they kind of treat it like it's well you were you worked at the manor so i used to work at the manor no and all and and that's exactly how it was there was I've worked at two theaters, two very important theaters, I'd say. The Manor, which is uh, the oldest theater in Pittsburgh, and the Chinese Theater in Hollywood, which is very famous. Some people call it Grauman's Chinese Theater. It is not Grauman's anymore. I have it was never, by another company. I've never heard it be called Grauman's uh, Chinese Theater. Hmm? Do you want me to... Okay. It is not Grauman's... <laughs> Jeez, Gromit. <laughs> Winsadel. I wish it was named after. Gromits. <laughs> Gromits. And there's just a base Gromit. of Gromit. But the, the worst part no. is, is there is no Wallace. It's just you see a lot of photos of Gromit. And you're like, hey. hey a lot of people would like that. No, it is Gromin. Gromin. Ah, Gromin. Founded. Who found it? He was the one that made the Chinese theater in like what the twenties. What did he do? Just go, hey, there's the Chinese theater. <laughs> yeah, he discovered I, it. I found it. Like, what's that over there? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> little do you know, the Chinese theater was actually a one of the the seven wonders of the world. Yeah, it's like a. Like it, it was just there. It, yeah, it was like it was America. Made by, I guess Native Americans. But because you know that's another privilege of the white man that I guess if you see it first, it's. Did you you've discovered it? So you this... should do a spinoff podcast called "Privilege of the White Man," uh... <laughs> and it's just like this week on "Privilege of the White Man." Do you think? Do you think? Um, and it's just you shitting on white white, 
yeah. Do you um? All right, Sam. So back wait, to the topic. Do you, boy. Do, you, do you think uh, Radio Free Brooklyn would uh, accept a radio show called The Privilege of the White Man? <laughs> yes. Radio Free Brooklyn. I mean, this is a shout out to Radio Free Brooklyn, who is the one that is what makes us a radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very, and they're accepting submissions. If you want to do a radio show, you know, reach out to them. Um, they are very free. Like they don't really, as long as you're not like preaching violence or like things like that, they are very, uh, progressive and very, uh, they'll kind of whatever you want to talk about really. Um, so I wanted to talk about da, 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 the history of the thing that you and I, um, have been talking, are talking about. about today. Yeah. So movie theaters. So it first began with this little thing called Magic Lantern Shows, which sounds really fun to me, if I may be so bold. But they were basically just like slideshow projections. Um, And they were called Magic Lantern Shows because they were lanterns, like someone would light a candle and there would be steam coming off the top of it because like that's how like you would you would see it. Um, And um, there's actually a great... God damn, I'm forgetting the name of the new movie. It's like Franny and Franny. There's a movie and Oh, sorry, I'm just sneezing up a storm over Same here. Anyway, so that's how it used to be. Um and then a lot of times if you're doing if you're doing like a quick research, a lot of times they would say Edison was it the man quick. that made the first movie theaters yeah because like how else would he have shown his movies what (laughs) i edison is the worst one of the worst people no i mean he's horrible if they ever did a biopic of him like i don't know like i don't know honestly i don't know if they've ever done a true biopic on edison like of him so they couldn't make him good because he is so um I'm now realizing I feel like we just don't have enough time to like get into. So maybe we'll do this in two parts because like I'm just kind of like there is so much to get to. Um, So but maybe we'll get through it. Um, So there's a plaque uh, on 34th Street and 7th Avenue in New York, uh, which is around where the Empire State Building is. And it Ah. says here is where motion pictures began with the bold letters Thomas A. Edison at the bottom. Um, when in fact, Thomas Edison was against movie theaters. Like he was really into what we would call peep shows, which mm-hmm. is basically like very like one-on-one, like you just were looking through. It was basically a Nickelodeon. It was like very early Nickelodeons. Um, and he, uh, that was how he thought movies were going to be going. In actuality, the first movie theater was done by uh the guy william kennedy laurie dixon who actually made 35 millimeter film he was the one that made the 35 millimeter th- film that we know today and love it was him it was him and the lantham brothers and the lantham brothers uh are known for their invention of the lantham loop which in film projection it's a it's basically the slack whenever a film is going through a projector it is the like a loop that is the slack, so like it doesn't, it's not taut and it doesn't catch fire basically. <clears throat> but they, those two together, were the first people that actually screened uh, 
for theaters and we're very into like theaters are the way to go and so the first at least first like recorded appearance of uh in a theater was on april 21st 1895 which was uh which was i'm trying to find the date that oh, i didn't put it when edison did his thing oh. edison did his thing this isn't right anyways do um, you think... edison did it edison oh. did it a year later do you think edison, edison do you think edison ever thought he was an asshole no I mean, like, was just... his, do you think his dying words were like i'm an asshole <laughs> i hope it was because edison it took him a year later to premiere his so the 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 lantham brothers invented a thing called the idio idioloscope mm. uh which was where they projected and edison did the vitascope um which he actually bought like he it was it was already made by these two other people and he bought it and just renamed it he didn't he did nothing with inventing it he just bought it and renamed it the vitascope and it premiered a, a year later um and even before he even screened it, the the, the Lumiere brothers um, had already screened their thing. So it's like there has already been two major screenings before Edison came in. So anyways, it's just interesting how like history has been so washed with Edison. Because I remember growing up, Edison was like the inventor. Like that was the that was his thing. He was the big inventor. He invented all these things. Yeah, he was the stereotypical when, guy. Like I remember when I was there was a time when I was like, oh, he's so cool. He he invented all you know. He invented the light bulb, and then he realized, oh wait, he didn't invent. I mean, he did invent these things, but he was like, was so much. He stole so much. He he was basically he also just paid like the people who I think for the light bulb, or at least his version of the light bulb. He didn't really invent. It was he had so many inventors that worked for him, basically work for hire, that he I mean, he was like he probably started off being an inventor, but like a lot of his inventions were not his. They were his workers and he just took credit for them. Um, it was basically like the Edison brand. And I mean he he was horrible for the film industry. He Edison is the reason why now this is turning into an anti Edison thing. Yeah, this is Edison. why this is why I wanted to talk about my stocks, but go on. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll skim through this part. But um, he is the reason why Hollywood exists because he had such a, a stronghold on film in the East Coast that people moved to the West. Anyways, um, so so that was the first uh, movies. Actually, Zach, the first you you'll like this while you're texting away. You're on your phone. Wow, um, it's an important the first. Text. The first movie theater, and is a lot of times cited as the first theater, is um, in nineteen oh five, June nineteenth, and guess where it was? Uh, Pittsburgh. Yep, Woo! Pittsburgh, PA. The first movie theater was actually Nickelodeon's because Nickelodeon's were up until about like the nineteen, like. Tw- like tens, like mid nineteen tens, like right after World War um one, Nickelodeons were still like what people were when people were making screening movies. Can you stop texting? Uh yes. Oh, no, I, I I it's an important text, so I had a text. Alright, alright. And also you get n- pissed at me when I work 
And so I'm getting pissed at you for what you're doing. Uh, this, this is, I mean, okay, see, you've Rogan now, your train of thought, and you've now <laughs> let people in on life. Our dear old, okay, not not to bring in our dear old father again, but our dear old father likes to uh, drive around uh, the city and, like, uh, buy stuff, I guess. And he uh, he is currently at Dunkin' Donuts and was asking if I wanted anything. Mm. And that was time sensitive. Anyways. And, so and, and also to let on. people in in my life, I have four hours of sleep at the moment. Uh, so I need uh, me needy coffee. So <laughs> the theaters, so it continues on like this. And theaters really... Up until about the 30s, or it wasn't until sound was introduced in 27 that movies really took off. Because sound actually changed a lot of theater. Theater or movies used to be much more democratic and it was much more because like women used to be much more well represented as writers in the film industry. Um, And then also it used to be kind of considered like films used to be considered like a low class entertainment. Like people would go to the opera, people would go to plays. But like people who didn't have a lot of money would go to see a movie, um, which is why the tramp was so big, because he was represented, you know, being poor. And a lot of people going to movies were low income uh, when it did take off and it stopped being like a low class, you know, democratic business. It boomed like it became this. And they started having these things called uh, movie palaces, um, which the Chinese theater was one of them. And it was these big, massive, like, it had the same uh, ornate kind of look of, like, what we think of as, like, these big opera houses. But it was for movies. And it was just a screen. Um, And these became huge in the 30s. Like, huge in the 30s. And then the Great Depression happened. Or I guess that was (laughs) the 30s. So, sorry. It became became huge in the 30s. And then... um, the Great Depression did kind of it well, it actually started in the twenties. Like it first started in like the late twenties. But the Great Depression kind of hindered a lot of that. And um and I'd say the biggest hit with movies came when TVs came around. Um, which was in like the fifties. Because up until the fifties, movies were going up and up attendance was going up and up and up and up and up. And then when TVs came in, um took a big hit um and so they really had to kind of change things and one of the things they did was they introduced um drive-in theaters drive-in theaters was like you know the the famous song stranded at the drive-in branded a fool what will they say monday at school oh you know the song? yes from a little known movie called little shop of four yes um and, Just uh, kidding! It's Greece. Fan of the opera. Uh, um, <laughs> the fan of just like stranded at the horizon. The chandelier is falling. The music <laughs> of the. They should drive in. They should redo Fan of the Opera, but like only have songs from other musicals and not fan. Oh, and also it's set in the 1950s. I could see yes. the Fan of the Opera as being some really pimply. 
face kit. Like he's. Oh, not... I was thinking he would be like a misunderstood greaser. Like oh, really? No, no, no. Because he's dif- disfigured, or by disfigure, I mean he just has some scarring oh, on his face. His scarring is just intense acne. So everybody's like, "Ew, there goes pizza face." And he's like, like oh, "I can sing." Yeah, exactly like me. Uh, but I uh, lived in the 20th century and had science. And fix you me. took pills. I took that. Take the pill that made that gave you massive mood swings, and you threatened. No, me that's with a pillow. not okay. That I didn't want. <clears throat> by the way, <clears throat> by the way, I was also going through puberty, mind you. So. Ah. Excuse me. I I think we I think we yes I did threaten you with a pillow. Uh, speaking then, of anyway, um, speaking of uh, puberty and things changing, I also want to put a little footnote into this because I don't think we have enough time to talk about this very particular thing that happened in. But I'll give a footnotes version, and then we can get into the details of it on another episode. In 1948 probably one of the biggest things to happen in theater history was the famous Paramount case. And I've mentioned to you this several times, and it was basically the the, um, the dismantling of the studio system. Because mm. before this happened, the studios owned, it was vertical uh, integration, or vertical um, integration, I think, or consolidation. Um in which they owned the production of movies, the distribution of movies, and the exhibition of movies. An exhibition is movie theaters. So they they owned everything from beginning to end. So they had a complete monopoly of movies. And indie filmmakers, like even big ones that we know today, like Orson Welles, Mary Pickford, these people were pissed off about it because they could not get their movies through without going through the studio. So in forty in nineteen forty, and just as an example, here's one example of what they would used to do. Um, in one exhibition grievance that that was submitted, um, an independent theater owner claimed that when his movie house rejected a five year block booking deal with Paramount, the distrib- distributor used predatory tactics to run the exhibitor out of business. The theater owner withstood threats and goon squad intimidation. Good descriptive. Crowns, uh, accounts befitting the old Edison Trust, going back to Edison. Ed- Edison used to do similar stuff. Um, finally, Paramount built a movie house across the street uh, and resorted to temporary price cutting and overbuying in order to destroy competitions, which sounds a lot like what Amazon does, if I'm being honest, where they just under- undercut like what they did with Babies R Us, when they were like, hey, Babies R Us, do you want to sell your stuff on Amazon and they were just like no we want to and then they were like okay we're going to sell our own things for half the price and we're just going to run you out of business then and they told them this and there's like no you won't you can't do that and then they did and Babies R Us is not around anymore <laughs> no so, not Baby R Us so theaters would do this all the time anyways it was a huge event in the 48 and it was actually a lot of litigation like it lasted for like 27 years <clears throat> this litigation of trying to break down these studios. And after 48, theaters or studios could not own theaters anymore. But as I've also mentioned before, and I'm ringing the bells of like, this is a problem that like people should really worry about this is the Supreme court just recently, like a year ago, just said that 
this is now null and void and theaters can buy movie or uh, studios can buy movie theaters again. Um, oh, it's, uh, I've okay. told you about this. Anyways, they just rejected that, like, the, the standard for decades and decades and decades is now done in studios like Disney. And they actually, they have bought, they had one theater in L.A. before, but they can buy a string of theaters if they want. Um, and I guess the thinking is now, like, the whole landscape of movie exhibition is so different now with streaming that, like, it's a little different. It's a little bit different of a layout. Like, theaters are not as profitable as they used to be. But in so doing, it is definitely undercutting um, theaters. I mean, indie. I'm I'm more concerned about indie theaters than. Um, so, anyways, so continuing on, let's talk about AMC, because AMC was kind of the first ones to really start what we think of as movie theaters now, because um, the first multiplex which is literally just any theater that has more than one screen was started by amc which stands for american multi-cinema ah, i always in, wondered that yeah it was started in kansas city missouri in 1963 so this was literally the first time there was a theater with more than one screen was in 1963 and the first one in new york is the quad which has four theaters which came out in, nine, in like 71 i think mm-hmm. um or sometime in the 70s um, and then they also, AMC was the first one that did multiplexes, which are a shit ton of screens. And that was a 95 in Dallas, Texas with 24 screens. Um, and most of them were showing Die Hard with Vengeance, which was playing at that time. I was not alive at that point. You were. Um, it, yeah, this is all my parents talked about. Not so talk, you, you know. think about this, yeah. Zach, you huh? lived in a world before. In a world megaplexes you lived in a world in which there was only one or two or three or four screens at a movie theater i think that's crazy and you know what i um i did this is this ages me (laughs) but i did see toy story in theaters but i'm pretty sure you were also alive at that point no Uh was not toy story was 95 yeah, I was ninety. Uh, I was one. I was one measly years old. Though I now realize that my parents were the people that I also hate, who bring their babies to theaters. Oh, I hate those yeah. people. I'm like, why the heck are you bringing your baby? I mean, I get it, but you are ruining babies. Are like a time bomb. If one little thing happens to them, like something happens to their body, like a burp or. a they crapped themselves. They're like, <laughs> well, yeah, well, it, hey. There's actually a really, there was a theater, I think it actually closed, which is sad, but there was a theater on um, 86th Street in Manhattan um, on the east side uh, that had this thing where it was like baby matinees or whatever. And he was like, specifically, these are matinees where people can bring their babies. And it was supposed to be like, you know, people who are stay-at-home parents during Sundays and Saturdays, they would come, and it was specifically like, "This is the time to come if you have a baby." Um, I hate. So I, I hate that was to really say good. this, but uh, it. I guess it was eighty-sixth. Uh, no. What does that mean? That means it was axed. 
That's the uh, slang. Oh, really? That's yeah. what it means? Yeah, if you say, oh, that was, uh, oh, that got 86th, it, it means that, like it was it cut. Sounds like a sexual act. Well, that's uh, two heads. mm, That is what a pervert would think. So, uh, (laughs) thank you for confirming that. I can check that off my "What is Sam really?" bingo (laughs) list. And pervert was uh, one of my. Actually, sorry, that was the middle square. (laughs) So, oh yeah, that was just that was that was a that was a given that you were a pervert. The other ones is billionaire, werewolf. Super. That's kind of where we are with theaters now. And now we can talk. We have 10 minutes left. Let's talk about what recently happened with AMC. So now, basically, right now, the media landscape is there is three major theater chains because these multiplexes is where a lot of the money is going. And the three major ones are AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. And Cinemark is the third lowest with right now only 331 theaters, which is not that much. But the next lowest is like 80. So they're still like the there's only three that have more than 100 theaters in the country, in the world. I mean, I think in just America, though. And AMC is definitely by far the biggest. Um, but they were going to go bankrupt. Like this, the pandemic really affected uh amc oh is that partially because is that so they went at... oh that's yeah. cool you know what yeah just uh talk about that for a good bit okay what's going on uh, nothing i just want to hear you talk about this okay so i was gonna say um that amc was the biggest one <sighs> zach is just left for some reason i'm not sure why i oh i know why Dad's got him some Dunkin' Donuts, and he's going to go get the Dunkin'. That fucking asshole. He's left the radio show to go get Dunkin' Donuts from Dad. Zach does this all the time. <sighs> I can complain about him. And this, I've, that's not the show. Anyways, AMC. Um, uh... I really had nothing else to say, and he just left. That was I was, I was prepping him up to do the stocks thing, <laughs> and then he just leaves. You know, here's here's a little history about Zach and I doing this show. The first episode we ever did on the radio show, Zach was ten minutes late because he slept in. That bum slept in, <laughs> and now he's back. And we're gonna pretend. Hey, so AMC is. Uh, that's basically it about AMC. So. Oh, that's cool. Ah, oh, yeah, that's real <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, hey, ah, uh, you, you're the best, man. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> All right, so talk about your stocks, your dirty, dirty stocks. It's not dirty. Okay, by the way, people in the know, it's called stunks. We call them stunks. And unlike so AMC Sam, who, recently who was going bankrupt, no, and now I'm talking about this because I right, owned ahead. AMC. Sorry, I uh, I got winded by listening to Sam talk about uh, movie theaters. Which, by the way, thank you very much for saying all that wonderful stuff and not something probably horrible about me. Um, but no, yes, so yes, AMC was going about to go out of business. They were about to be bankrupt. And somehow they secured like a, a millions of dollars. Um, but recently there's this big stock boom that happened. Like I told at the beginning 
of the show, and one of them was AMC. And for some reason, my roommate, one of my roommates, became crazy about this and said, "Hey, buy AMC stock." Um, and I did. I bought one stock because I had eight dollars in my Robinhood. Now I have a question. Did yes. they know about this? Were they redditors, and did they see this coming? Were they just like, so you bought it before? Yeah. It shot up. No, I I did buy it before. It was at uh, it was at four fifty when yeah. I bought my one stock. But the joke was, is redditors were trying to get the stock value of GameStop to four hundred and twenty dollars and sixty nine cents. Do you get why that's funny, Sam? Four hundred and twenty nine dollars and fifty nine cents. Sixty nine cents. I get the sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand four. You don't understand four twenty. Oh, four twenty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, those are the two funniest numbers in all of uh, you know, humankind. Why did you only buy one? I just I was about to tell you. So, uh, one when I get when you get uh Robin Hood, at least back. In 2018, when I got it, if someone suggests you, there's like something they give you a little bit of money or like some free stock or whatever to get you going, you know, to get you hooked. It's it stocks is very much like gambling. Yeah. So they gave yes. me, I think, like 10, they gave me eight dollars and 59 cents, some weird amount. And I had some money left over in 2021 so i bought one stock and then i bought like other very small stocks and then amc blew up and now the whole thing is to hold the line because um the trick is is even if you are gaining money which actually i have uh like i've gained 200 percent or like 300 percent of my profit because it's like at 16 uh, it's at I think it's at fourteen dollars now in AMC stock, so it's it's gone up ten bucks. The point is, don't sell it because once you sell it, the hedge fund uh, people win because once you sell it, you, you you know it goes back into their pocket. Um, well, the thing is about this whole thing, and what I I didn't realize. So when I first was hearing about this, and this is AMC was one of them, but I think the biggest one is Radio Shack. But AMC, this this definitely nobody's did, talking about Radio Shack, or not Radio Shack. Sorry, GameStop. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing. Oh, by the way, do, oh, well, I yeah. What, what's interesting? GameStop. I mean, so AMC went up. Uh, let me see. Okay, well, so GameStop was at around a hundred bucks for a stock, which is still pretty good. And then it shot up to, uh, I think the highest it went is four hundred and sixty nine, four hundred and sixty nine and forty two, which was but, almost uh, at the beginning of this year it was uh, at twenty dollars, which is very reasonable for a stock. And the yeah. funniest thing that is is at some point last this was all last week the stock was at actually I think it was lower than a hundred dollars but at some point it was at like ninety six dollars and my one of my old roommates bought some and then got scared and sold his stock and then the next day it blew up to three hundred and sixty five bucks of stock so wow. oh and by so, the way so I. I just want to preface 
that even though I have constantly said AMC should die, I hate theaters, I've been very vocal, financially and economically speaking, I'm the, I actually am saving and care more about theaters uh, than you do, Sam. Because I actually well, You helped. care about the big chains. Yeah, well, yep. That's, I mean, do you, I'm not going to buy stock. I mean, I can, but I'm not I didn't gonna... know you were like a staunch capitalist, Zach. Stunk. Stunk. Wait, what's wrong with oh, capitalism? Okay. Oh, what's wrong with capitalism? Oh, wait, everything's wrong with capitalism. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about so that. Yeah, so I, AMC, um, going back to AMC, it went from three, four dollars a stock to about 20 bucks, which if you had, if you bought like five stocks at 20 bucks, that would be now like you would have 200 dollars or something like that. Like it would have you would have had a lot more. Um but but you only did you want, one. If you want yeah, well I only had enough money for one and also I'm kind of happy I only had enough money for one because uh another so I have just to kind of running out of time. I know I I saw that but to the to time stamp this I have one stock in AMC. I have one stock in Naked Brand, which apparently is another memeable stock. And I have 30 stock in this uh, crypto coin called Dogecoin. <laughs> Great. So, anyways, um, we. I'm going to be a end, millionaire. So, Sam, AMC is you. now fine. AMC is now fine. They said until the end of 2021 they'll be they were going to go bankrupt they were actually about to like file for chapter 11 um bankruptcy but they didn't and do you want the biggest the biggest chain ever is gonna remain the biggest chain i know we're running out of time but let's play out what um let's play out what uh the amc board members were like the moment they found out they weren't going to be bankrupt. Here we go. I'll be. I'll start us off. All right. So I'm going to be. You'll okay, be. I'll... You'll be somebody. You can be anybody. Okay. Honestly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, 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 I've worked all my life at AMC. I'm going bankrupt. Hey. I have uh, a gun. We, uh, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to let you go. Uh, oh, milk. You're fired. Oh, milkman. Oh, the guy who gives us our milk. Ah, uh, you've always you played such fun tricks on a fucker. Ah, uh, you also... you can't call me the milkman. I'm your bot. Ah, uh, uh, we always enjoyed and made fun of your Tourette's. I just hurt myself. <laughs> we we thought it was always so funny, milkman, how you would oh, swear and I then really hurt myself, and then you would hurt yourself. <laughs> oh, what great amusement you had for us, milkman! Hey, wait a minute. What's that newspaper coming out of your pants? And no, I'm not. I don't think you're just happy to see me. Uh, let me take that newspaper. Oh, <laughs> MC just garnered a All lot right. of money. We people are buying stock. Crazy milkman. We're out of time. What do you? <laughs> I don't know what that means, crazy milkman. But we did it. AMC's bags. Stay clean, Spider Man.